to praying and preaking with your girl georgette aka the preaker and i am super excited because in the building today i have dr erica brown and that's erica with a k okay that's That's erica with a k dr erica brown is in the building with me today and she has no idea once again what we're going to be talking about look at her face (laughs) okay <laughs> you forgot. Remember, I, I didn't send you the topic. You don't. You know didn't. What. Okay, I, it's alright. Right. Wait, you see how that dropped a little bit? It's alright. Like, yeah. Okay. We, well, we talked the first time. You know, you were like, "Can you tell me?" And I was like, "No, you. We'll be okay." But anyway, so let me just tell you, I'm going. I'm about to pray us in before I get ahead of myself because I get excited and I get right into this thing and I got to pray first. So let me pray. Okay. After I pray. I'm going to give it over to you. You tell the people what you want them to know about who Dr. Erica Brown is. And then we just go and sit down and chit chat. Have a good time. Trust You're going to be fine. Trust me. All right. Everybody makes it through. Okay. And so we're going to be fine. You just go and sit down and have some fun with your girl, Georgia, a.k.a. Paprika. All right. So. Let me get into this quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for the laughter already, Father God, before we even began. So, God, I just want you to just come in and continue to just let us have joy, laughter, fun, a good time, chit-chat, and Father God, learning more about Erica, learning more about All of the things that she can pour into other people, because that's what it's about, Father God, for us to come here to sit down to chit chat so that we can help someone else along the way. So we thank you. We honor you. We praise you right now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So, okay, go ahead and just tell the people's. Dr. Erica Brown, who, who is Dr. Erica Brown? What you want them to know? All that good stuff. Why I sip on my coffee. Oh, let's see. Well, I won't give you the long story. Anyway, so hey everybody, it's Dr. Erica. So I am the owner and CEO of Dr. Erica by Design. I am a pharmacist by training, hence the doctor. Um, and I am now a coach and consultant for busy, high achieving Business women, whether you are a budding entrepreneur or a full-time entrepreneur, um, that is what I do. Um, I'm trying to give you a very short answer here. <laughs> no, listen, this your time. You, you okay? You do. We, we. I'm on. This your time. You give whatever you want to give. All right. That's why you give whatever you want to give. Cool. So then, you know, I'll, I'll tell the audience this. You know, my reason for why I am here in my mind is that my my journey from being the quote unquote smart girl to getting into college, to getting that highly coveted position in corporate and then realizing that you're miserable Mm. has led me to do what I do. Because for me, I have been through so much in my corporate life that I never want to see any other women go through that. And that's why I want to help other women who are, they kind of feel lost, like like they lost their, their inner youth. They've lost that, that spark in their life. Um, 
just redefine their joy, re redefine who they are, and just be able to bring back that zest for life that they have. And sometimes that's squelched because of where you are, but also because of how many things that you have going on in your life and trying to find that balance and that harmony to be able to live your life, pay for things and be happy and do all the things that you want to do. Mm. All right now. Yes. That was a whole word right there. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you kept going because <laughs> no, but if it's in your heart and see that I, I was just telling someone, yes, I had an interview yesterday with uh, a married couple and uh -huh. we were talking and I, and I told them, I said, that's why I don't send people the questions because, mm. or the topics, because I don't want people to sit there and marinate because whatever's in your heart, when you first initially asked are, are asked a question, that's what you should go with because that's the true you, you yeah. know? And so when you have um, access to the questions and the topics, guess what? Our mind, I just talked about that today on my 11 o'clock live, our mind will trip us up. We'll start thinking <laughs> about stuff. Mm -mm. You don't need to do that because you know who Dr. Erica Brown is and you know your journey, you know your story. Yeah. And so whenever <clears throat> I ask you a question, <clears throat> You already know, and you can share what you want and share what you don't want. You know, it's not like I know. I, I mean, <laughs> I only know what you tell me, you know? And so, but I, I like it like that because it really allows people, it's like a freeing thing. And then mm -hmm. not only that, even though we're looking at each other, like when it drops, it's just audio. And so, and people can hear though, even in your voice, like people can hear, like people can detect. And, mm -hmm. but anyway, let me come off of that. So, <clears throat> Cause I can, y'all know I be preaking up in here. I get on a whole nother tangent, <laughs> and, and it's quite interesting because, and I'm going to share with you. I actually had another topic name and I'm still, I still keep looking at that. And I do have a question on that topic that I had, because once we talked the first time, so guys, I met Erica at, we just were in a networking event together. And that is how I met Erica and we were in a breakout room together or something like that. And we uh -huh. just started talking and then I just reached out to her. I mean, it was just something I was like, you know, what? I need to get, I want to get her on my podcast. And so I literally just met her a couple months ago and we talked the very first time. And it was like, we just were, Oh, it clicked. Cause we were on the, <laughs> the first thing like for an hour or so just cracking up and laughing. And so I just give it always honest to God. Cause he always just like gives me, who to connect to and everybody is so willing to come in and sit down. Mm -hmm. But I, so when I first talked to you the first time, the, the topic that I had was science versus the word. Mm. Okay. That's what I had at first. But then as I was just doing a little bit more research and, and getting to know like who you are and Literally, I looked at something on your YouTube and because she has a YouTube channel and we'll get to that because make sure at the end. So how people can connect to you. But you said something in your in your welcome of your YouTube, Dr. Erica by design, and it really stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, dang, I think I need to change my topic. Okay. And you said something. Paper perfect. Oh, I said that. <laughs> 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 okay. I probably yes, did. you did. Yes, you did. And that I was like, wow. And so we kind of got a dual like topic, which I've not, but I mean, I okay. still I still have something about science versus the word, but I want to focus on that paper perfect because mm. I was like, wow. 
And I don't know if you, so now I was about to say, what does that mean to you? Okay, so you were talking about, so I'm going to give it to you. So you'll, <laughs> I think I know where I was going. It's probably like being perfect on paper and, but not really from the outside. It looks like you're perfect on paper, but yes, if you really knew what I was going through. It wasn't perfect at all. Exactly. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And when you said that, I was like, wow, like how many people are perfect on paper mm -hmm. when you look at you know what did you say I spent mm -hmm. 11 years in school and like all of these you know I have these degrees and this doctor in front of my name and I mean on paper mm -hmm. Erica looks perfect you know and yeah. and so how long did you live in this paper perfect life like how long did you live that you know, um, probably if I'm honest, all my life. Wow. You know, and I think it's, I, I always wanted to be quote unquote perfect. Like I always wanted to be at the top. I always wanted to be the best. And so I think there was this, always this internal push to be perfect, um, to make other people happy or proud of me. Um, so I think it was something that, that was just in me for a while. And once I, got older and started getting into college and career and things, it just kind of became even a bigger thing, right? Because again, when I was in school, I was, when I was in school, I was always the quote unquote smart girl. Um, and so in my mind, that came with expectations. You're the smart one. That means that you're going to be the one that goes to college. When you go to college, you're going to be like summa cum laude with all these accolades. You're going to be in the honor society. Well, if you're in the honor society, you have to be president. You know, if you're president, you have to make it perfect. You have to make the organization perfect because you are, quote unquote, paper perfect. Um, so it was just something that just kept going and going. And even when I got to corporate, it was still there. But I think that was kind of the breaking point for me. Right. Because in college, it's a whole ocean of people. And it ranges from the gamut of type of people that, that are in corporate or they're in colleges. When I got to corporate though, I felt like everybody that was there was quote unquote perfect. Mm -hmm. So now I'm amongst all these people that are so great. How does this little person fit into that space? Because now everybody around you is great. So you start to kind of have self doubt and, you know, self confidence issues. And am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Can I be the best in this upper echelon of all these amazing people. And I think that's when it really kind of the rubber hit the road for me. And I started to have a struggle with being paper perfect. Mm. Wow. And you took, I mean, see, it, she gets, she got right into my next question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and no, but that leads me to the next thing, you know, what happened to, I think I want to go to my other question first though, because okay, no, no, I'm gonna leave that. What happened to, to shift your mindset and to really truly release you from the expectations that you placed on yourself mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, because you said something very interesting, like from as long as you can remember. So were they expectations that you placed on yourself or was it from the world, family, like 
<clears throat> where did it come from? And then how did you shift out of it? I guess let's go to the beginning of where it came from. And then how did you shift out of that? So, and you know, I've never even thought about this until now. So this is like all coming up in my head right now. Um, I'm good. I know. <laughs> and it's going to sound crazy, but I think it happened probably in preschool kindergarten. And I say that I know, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, I I'm say a, that because I'm gonna set my coffee again. <laughs> I was skipped, right? So mm. they thought that I was too smart to, you know, start off in kindergarten, and so they just skipped me to first grade. I know it sounds trivial right now, but they skipped me to first grade. And so when I was in first grade, I was still super duper smart, and so I would go to the second grade class and hang out with them. And so it was always this thing of Erica's so smart, and it just kind of internalized in me that. Uh, I guess I have to be this way because if I don't, then I don't match what they say I am. Mm. So I, I really think that was like the start of it. And it just kind of stayed with me, even as I went through elementary school and just, I was always in two different schools for gifted and talented. And, you know, it's just all these expectations around people who are in quote unquote gifted and talented schools. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> That was the first part of your question, right? Like, when did it start? And the second part was, uh, what was when the change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I lived that way for a long time. And it didn't shift until I had to shift. Like, there was no uh, point in Erica's life where she was like, you know what? On my own, I'm going to make this change. No, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> I only had to look at myself in the mirror when things became unbearable. So what you heard in the video is probably talking about how long I had been in corporate as well. So I was in corporate for about 16 years, right? So as a pharmacist working for big pharmaceutical companies, and of those 16 years, probably 15 were miserable. But wow, yeah. <laughs> but again, being that person that wants to be the best, that thinks she has to be the best, thinks she has to be perfect. I stayed through it all. And it wasn't until I was on medical leave um, for blood clots that I got because I was traveling a lot that I had sort of a, a mini uh, a mini moment of this can't be life. Like you're 30 something. You shouldn't have blood clots right now. What's going on? Um, and just kind of in that moment being um, a little bit of depression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of set in a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety. And that was kind of the, the beginning of the turning point because it wasn't just like a two day thing and snap out of it. It was a long journey from that to then running out of meetings from anxiety that had begun in myself. Um, wow. To eventually ending up on a work trip on a balcony, ready to end it all. Hmm. And at that point, I knew that something had to change. So that was my moment, you know, I'm sure other people have moments that aren't as drastic, but that was my moment that it was like, okay, Erica, this is not how you're going to live. This is not what you're put here to do. This is not what you are meant to do. You got to fix this. So that was my moment. Whoa. <laughs> well, that was a moment. I mean, <laughs> that was a serious moment. And it was. Wow. Like, you know, we, we, and unfortunately though, Erica, like, 
I'm so glad that you are even able to talk about that moment because there's so many people right now who are experienced that experiencing that moment right as we speak. Like there might be someone right now, like thinking of, you know what, I just can't take it anymore and I'm going to end it right now. And so I thank you for even sharing that because like I said in the beginning, you know, even in the prayer, it's not about us. And the reason why, you know, you did not have that moment is because of right now, like, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm talking, I'm not talking about sitting here with me, but I'm just saying of where you are in your journey and now how you are pouring into other people to help them to, to know that it doesn't have to be that way, you right. know, and that there is life after this paper perfect, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, facade that I'm living in, you know, yeah. and it, it, it just, you know, I thank you. And I think, I thank God that whatever happened in that moment, that it was not your last moment because, you know, it's just so, that's just so final, you know what I mean? It's just the end. And I know that God has created you for so much more, you know, and you are so much more than that final moment. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Our mind is so, I literally just talked about that today, how we, our mind is, it can trip us up so bad and that how we just have to be alert at all times mm -hmm. that, and just stay, stay alert and know like what can happen in our minds and how we create these stories. And before we know, we didn't, we didn't made a whole chapter, but we didn't wrote a whole book on mm -hmm. something that's not even. <laughs> right. So you have to be alert and wow. Well, I am, mm, that is, <laughs> that just threw me for a minute. I'm like, I got, I, even though I know, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly before, but yeah. even here again, it's still like, Cause it just, I mean, like it just shakes you and, and to look at you now, you would never think. And, and people say that, you know, people think that we never go through things, you know what right. I mean? And thank right. God that we don't look like what we've been through. And so right. that is where the true joy comes in. And that is where the true transformation comes in that people can see you now and say, okay, well, all right, she, she did it. You know, I can do mm -hmm. it too. And so we have to know that. And so I thank you for even just being transparent and open enough to even share that. So, so let me, what three tips can you share to overcome these expectations that, you know, that are creating like this Stepford Wise? Mm -hmm. I always think about that, like the Stepford Wise movie that's right. <laughs> And it's like, what in the world is going on? But so many people, like you say, I mean, and that's the the the, the paper perfect uh -huh. as well, you know. So, and because everything isn't perfect, and we aren't perfect, because if we were, then you know, we wouldn't need God. And I mm -hmm. and I know I'm not perfect by any stretch of the means, and He was the only one that was perfect. And so, what three tips or three pieces of advice that you can give, you know, for people to kind of mm -hmm. like get over this? Right. I think you hit on one, which is a big thing, which is your mindset, because I think when you're stuck in that, you know, picture perfect paper, paper, perfect mentality, your mind is so focused on what others think of you. Mm. You know what I mean? And what others are going to say about you. If you do this, if you do that, if you fail at this, even if you succeed at this, what are they going to say? And that was something that I kind of always held in me. 
And so you have this, this wanting to be perfect and wanting to be the best, but you also have this timidness because you're scared. So getting your mind right and finally coming for me, coming to the conclusion that other people's opinions matter. They do. They just don't matter to me anymore <laughs> because I can't. <laughs> That's just, can't. They can have their opinion, but it, it cannot be <laughs> have that impact on me. I can't let it have that power over me. So that's number one. <laughs> I like that. That's a t-shirt. I think I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you know, I make sure I'm about to make that a t-shirt. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Gosh. That was good, though. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I think, you know, um, that kind of helped me get over that wanting to be paper perfect was really being able to tap into or maybe accept the things that have been put into me in terms of visions that I've seen for myself mm -hmm. and what my life is supposed to be. And I say that because I have had incidences where I see myself at these fabulous hotels that I was at for work and I'm standing in the window of the hotel room and I'm being told you are not here for your pharma career. You are here because you are, have been invited to this, whatever event it was, to be the keynote speaker. And so being able to tap into those things and understand that you're here for more than what you think you're here for. Mm -hmm. And being able to stay on that path of, I don't know where this is going yet, but I know I'm here for something bigger. And being able to keep that with you at all times, I think it's also helped. Um, the other thing, I guess, from being paper perfect. Huh. You asked for three things. That's hard. <laughs> it is. Just realizing that nobody, to what you said before, nobody's perfect. And the only way that you're going to learn or get better is if you are able to just step out and try things and do things. And if they don't work, then you learn and you make it better the next time. Because if we, if anything is perfect, there's never going to be an opportunity to learn. There's never going to be an opportunity to grow. So I, I think that's the other thing, knowing that nothing will ever be perfect. But mm always offers an opportunity to build upon and to learn upon. Yes. My daughter just needed to hear that. We <laughs> Quick sidebar. No, we just had a discussion because so my daughter's an artist and she is, you know, getting out there and she wants to up her following and, and, mm -hmm. and post her drawing and all of that stuff. And, and we were just having a conversation and she was saying, well, I mean, I, I don't want to post it because, you know, it's, it's not up to standard and, and, and the things that I want to post, you know, it takes me a while to, to get it perfect, to get it right. And, to, and I said, hold up, wait, wait, back up, back up, back up. What Perfect for who? But, mm -hmm. and even if it's not up to your standards, I said, why is it not up to your standards? Like go beyond the, it's not perfect. And it's not, why is it not that? And then not only that, I said, your goal is to introduce yourself into the art world and who you are. I said, so why not just <clears throat> post your progress? Mm -hmm. Like people are interested in the progress Yes, you can wait to the end that you're done posting this final picture. That's finally good for you. But let people know who you, that you're a person and that you, okay, my artwork is artwork is not where I want it to be, but I'm going to post my process with you guys so that you can see that. 
I said, people will feel that. Like they will mm-hmm. love that because then it lets them know that they can do the same thing. Like we are right. not your, your artwork. You're always going to be able to get better at your artwork. Like you just said, Eric, you know, mm-hmm. you always are going to be able to learn and grow in your artwork and whatever you're doing can always grow. And so, but it's the process of getting there right. that people really, you know, attach to because it makes you human. It makes mm-hmm. you, you know, it makes you a perf, you know, a person that they can relate to because we always can, you know, achieve to be better. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as you're going through that journey and that process, why not share that with people? Like, yeah. let me, listen, I, I, man, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm out here. <laughs> Right. And some things, you know, you just got to put yourself out there because the more you say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I told her, I said, you have a whole lot of I'm gonna's and I wills, but you never do. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just got to do. And, you do. and you just, just for do. doing can just motivate somebody just seeing like, oh my gosh, she put up her first draft of whatever picture. And I've been terrified to put my first draft up, but she did it. You know, it can motivate so many people. And it's so funny when you think about, putting stuff on social media, putting things out there that aren't quote unquote camera ready or world ready. If we look at some of the top people in the world, entrepreneurs or entertainers or whatever, I'm sure when they started out, their stuff was not on par with where they wanted it to be. I'm sure Oprah's very first interview did not blow up. Hello. I'm sure, you know, the very first time Beyonce and Destiny Child performed when they were like 10 or whatever was not amazing. But they grew and they learned from it. And that's the whole point of it. That's the whole point. And her, I mean, and she's like, okay, my, you know, and it's so different, you know, when it's your, your children, they don't want to really hear it. So, cause someone else, I'm, I'm going to give her your um, number so she can call you and you can tell her that very same thing. And she'll listen to you though. Tell okay. me. That, that's you got a bond anyway. That's my cosplay girl. I know. I know. And speaking <laughs> of that, we're going to get into that because I, I, I remember uh, 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 you know, that, that was something that we talked about too. And we talked about how I rediscovered who I was. So go mm-hmm. ahead and, and tell me, how did you rediscover who you were once you got over being this, you know, paper perfect person? What, what, what did you do? So I will say the rediscovery process actually helped get rid of some of that paper perfect mentality as well. Mm, okay. So, um, what your dad is talking about is for me, when I was in corporate, I just felt like I was the shell of myself. Like when I was younger, I was this energetic little girl with the imagination galore. Like who would sit outside and just get leaves and make soup out of the leaves from the trees and peas? You know, I was the one that got the blanket and put it in the middle of the floor and got the microphone. I was like, mama, do, do a concert for you and did all that kind of stuff, you know? I did crazy stuff when I was a kid and it was all just creative and all that kind of just died somewhere along the line between Mm. college and and corporate life. So for me, I started to look at things I did when I was younger, like what brought me joy when I was younger. One of those things was dance. I used to love to dance. I was a ballerina. Um, So I started incorporating dance back into my life. You know, what other things brought me joy when I was little and what happened was um, my husband who collects transformers and comic books. Our house is like a Toys R Us. Um, 
one of his dreams was to go to Comic-Con. Now, as a kid, I was not a comic book person, but I was always into all the different cartoons that fall into this, I guess, this vein of, of art. So I'm like, okay, fine. We can go to Comic-Con. It's in New York. Who's going to turn on a trip to New York? Okay, why not? So we went and I was terrified because I said, well, if we're going to go to Comic-Con, I'm going to dress up, but I'm not going to go like all out because people are going to stare at me. So I did this low key little uh, costume. I did the female version of Iron Man, which legit is just sweatpants and a tank top with the Iron Man symbol. So I was not trying to go out, go all out at all. And I got to the Javits Center and I saw all these amazing people in cosplay. People of all different sizes and shapes and ethnicities and races. And it was just so much love and just appreciation for each other and the art of it that I knew I had found my peeps. I knew that like this is where I need to be. And mm. so we kept going back year after year and I would start to make my costumes. They became a little bit more elaborate. Um, but for me, that helped me tap back into that creativity that I had lost in my adulthood. So it helped me rediscover, okay, Eric, you love this type of stuff. You love being creative. You love being able to, to make things and create things. And, and also you love being able to be the catalyst for other people to try and do different things. Because nobody in my space was doing cosplay, right? People were often like, what? wait, you're going to New York to go dress up. It's not Halloween, so why are you going to New York to go dress up? Like, <laughs> but they didn't know about it. And so now people know me, they know about my cosplay. People want to go to cosplays with me or comic cons with me. And so I love having that, that piece as well, being able to inspire the people to try different things. So that's kind of how I found myself again was through... Mm -hmm just what I did in the past as a, as a kid and being able to tap into that creative, that creative source that I have within me. So explain to, explain to the audience what cosplay is and comic. I, I mean, I know because of course I have a daughter that right. is an artist, but some people may not know. So just explain to them exactly like what that is. Cause this I'm y'all, if y'all don't know, like this is a big, <laughs> is a big deal and they are unapologetic like yeah. they are uh they make no excuses they have no um they just do yeah. it and so it's just amazing because just imagine if we could do that everybody yeah i'm gonna yeah but okay. go ahead explain what it is and we're gonna yeah we're gonna come back to that because i agree like that's how yes. Mm -hmm. That did so much for my mentality. So anyway, mm -hmm. for you guys out there that don't know what Comic-Con is or what cosplay is. So first of all, cosplay is sort of a combination of the word costume and play. So cosplay. Comic-Con are the conventions that are basically around comic books. Um, now it's pop culture. Um, all those things that celebrate that kind of genre of entertainment. And they happen throughout the U.S., throughout the world. And essentially... It's, how do I want to explain it? It's like a convention for comic books and, and movie and art. And the funny thing is people don't understand that. Yes, there's a cosplay component to it. There are also sessions that happen mm -hmm. at Comic-Con. There are also, you know, um, entertainers that show up for Comic-Con. 
I think one thing that I was so fascinated with about Comic-Con was I went to a session on psychology and comic books. Oh, wow. So it's educational. It's fun. You know, in that, in that session, they talked about how comics can help people with certain, you know, mental illnesses or how they're portrayed in comic books can help people with mental illnesses. So it's not just about just, I'm going to show up and dress up. There's other things that happen there. Mm -hmm. But for me, the whole premise of what you were talking about in terms of being able to just be you and not care, that's kind of where my strength to do that came from. Because you are just showing up as whoever you want to be. And whether your costume is homemade, whether your costume is store-bought, whether your costume took eight months to make, it's you, it's yours, and you show up and you just represent whatever it is that you are doing in that moment. And people will love on you. People will compliment you. People will just encourage you to keep going and encourage you just within this community. And it's one of the best things I ever found. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, I was blown away because it came here to DC area at the National Harbor and my daughter wanted to go and I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'm not going to take you, but my husband is into comics and all of that stuff. And so I said, but I will go get the tickets. Oh my, I should have took her because <laughs> I stood in line for four hours, y'all, to get yeah. a ticket. However, I am so glad that I went just mm -hmm. to even get the tickets. Since then, I have I went to an event with her, um, another one. It wasn't as big as that one. But I say that because as I was there, and like we said, the magnitude of just the love, mm -hmm. the camaraderie, the costumes that I got to see, I was like, I was in there taking, I was like, dang, wait a minute. I mean, I was in there taking pictures, like posing with people. Like I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, my door, because it was just so, and this was just for the tickets. Like the, yeah. the thing hadn't even started yet. Like they came dressed up just to purchase tickets. I was like, okay, what is going on? Cause I had never in my, I'm like this I'm like, we're just buying tickets. But as they were standing in line, like they were, just, but it was a conversation piece too. And people mm -hmm. were, because they had more than one costume because this thing is like three days long. Yep. And so it was like, they were coming, they were ready. Like they show up ready. Like, yep. and so just imagine if we could do that in our lives every day and just show up and be yes. ready no matter what, not caring what people think, mm -hmm. not caring about what the paper says that we need to be this and this and this. And like, Oh, I have 10 degrees and I'm, you know, just mm -hmm. show up for yourself and be yourself. And in that moment, just enjoy. Like if we could do that every day, just imagine yeah. what this world would be. Yeah. Mm. It's an amazing feeling. Just, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> If you haven't gone to a Comic-Con, just go to one. Just go to one. Just try it out. I, I, I suggest that to everybody. But um, yeah, it's just an amazing feeling to just know that it's only about how you feel about yourself. You know what mm. I mean? It's great that everybody else appreciates it. But when I do cosplay, I'm like, yeah, I made this. This is what I did. I created this. Like, this is cool. This is me. This is all me, my, my personality. 
And it just feels amazing just to be able to live in that space, no matter how many people may turn their noses up at it because they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Because I love it. And she got some bad costumes, y'all. <laughs> I saw when she when we talked the first time, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I got it!" And so I went to her uh, her her page and saw her. I mean, and they are amazing. Like I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And everybody that knows me knows, like I love Wonder Woman. So um, I, I'm into the you know into Wonder Woman. I do a little bit of comics and some of the but I'm not into it like my daughter and my Uh husband, of course. So they, that is their thing right there. And so that's why I'm like, you know, just go with your dad. That's their daddy daughter day. And they just love it. And I've gotten a little better because I do, you know, of course I support my daughter and her arts and Mm -hmm. everything that she does. So I do, but it's just fascinating. Like, like Dr. Erica said, I'm telling you guys, well, I don't know what's going to happen now with the pandemic, but if they starting. They are? Yeah, oh, wow. DC just set their date. San Diego just set their date. So I'm going to have to tell Madison, especially the one in DC. Seriously, yeah. guys, if you've never been, go with the open mind and just, if nothing else, go for yourself, like mm-hmm. Dr. Erica said, and just, just take in the moments and just like, I got chills. Seriously, like just just be like, it's a, pl- it's, it's a place where you can go and just be like, and, right. and how often does that happen? Like right. a lot of right. people search a lifetime to, to find a community and to find spaces where they can just be. Right. And I, you know, even beyond that, I, I love it because I think as adults, we just forget to play. Right. We get so caught up in the day-to-day of work and responsibilities and taking a break who does that? Like, that's just a waste of time, you know, going out and doing things, just doing things just for the enjoyment of it. Who does that? That's just a waste of time. But we need that in our lives. We need that, Mm -hmm. that space to just be human and to be you and not be stressed out about a bill or, you know, dinner or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I always encourage people to find something where you're able to just play and just get lost in the moment of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I show up loud and crazy all the time, every day. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it just releases, you know, like you said, we have enough to worry about. We mm-hmm. have enough to. And so you got to try to find something that just makes you happy right. and makes you excited and gets away from the mundane of everything that we have to do. Because we know yeah. bills. Listen, as long as you live and you're going to have some bills, it's, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. It's just true. So, but yeah. All right. Cool. So I want to kind of shift a little bit and just go into this science and the word because, okay, like I said, when that, when I first found out what you did and your background, and as we were talking, I just thought that was very interesting. And that is what kind of popped up. And so I just want to know how, or, you know, did working in the science, world, you know, did that conflict with your faith at all? Or when, you know, how did that play into, you know, the word? Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's always kind of a conflict between Mm -hmm. the science world and what we're supposed to believe or our faith or things like that. And so that's a real, you know, that's a a topic that comes up a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of hear what you, what your thoughts were that you know for me it it was not necessarily 
a, a battle or a conflict with being in science and the word, it was more a conflict of being in science and how people thought about, I don't want to say clients, um, patients mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. That's where my conflict came. Um, mm -hmm. Because uh, I'll give you an example. I, was, I had a conversation and one of my coworkers um, was talking about the price of oncology medications and mm -hmm. basically made a comment of, well, they should be happy that there's something available, even if, even if it costs $50,000. You know, something like that. I'm probably paraphrasing this whole conversation. Um, but it was things like that that kind of tore at me because I feel like we should be able to have affordable health care. We should be able to have medications that don't cause us to go bankrupt. You know, we should be able to have those things. And so that's where my con that's where one of my conflicts came up at. And the other conflict I think was around, you know, some medications just being on the market for the sake of being on the market. Um, mm. And what I'm talking about is things that for chronic diseases that we know we can impact ourselves. We can lose weight. We can stop eating cake. <laughs> oh, okay. I just had a moment, y'all, because I'm talking to myself right now. We can stop eating cake, you know, all that stuff. I did not. I didn't know about the cake, y'all. I didn't know about the cake till we just got on here. So I didn't listen. Look at God. Look at God. Ooh, we can we can make changes to our own lives that can help us, so we don't need mm -hmm. the medications. And mm -hmm. so that's where my conflict was more of a philosophical com uh, conflict in my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good. And and dang, I had a question. See, I should have wrote it down. Something <laughs> came up from something that you said, and I forgot about. I forgot it that fast. Goodness gracious! Let me. Hopefully, it comes back. But it had to do with. Um, oh man, what was the question? See, that's why I got so into what you were saying. I usually have it's a pen going. It's that cake. That cake will get you every time. I know it, 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 it will. Well, let me ask you this because this came up too and I remember this one. So with the pandemic and now with the new, the COVID shot that mm -hmm. is out and just like, what are your thoughts about that? Because some people are, you know, on the fence about taking it because we know that usually it takes a while to create, you know, vaccines and all of that. And so from your perspective, like, what do you think about, is it too soon? Is it not too soon? Even though people are taking the shots now, mm -hmm. but I just would like to hear like your thoughts on that too, for some people, because a lot of people even going back to, you know, the word and their beliefs and their faith, mm -hmm. you know, that they won't take the shot because of certain things. So just kind of, what do you feel about that right now? Like the shot in your thoughts? I'm a mixed bag of answers on that um, because there's like, there's a scientific side of me, right? That says, I want more data. I want long-term efficacy safety data for these medications because they were put through kind of quickly. Um, there's a science side that says, you know, I haven't read all the trials yet, so I don't know all the pieces of it. Um, and then there's a side that's like, well, we don't have anything else. So what are, what are our other options right now? Mm -hmm. um, I'm still going back and forth in my head if I'm going to take it or not, to be honest. But I know I've had a lot of pharmacy friends that have taken it. Mm 
-hmm. and they have done well with it. Um, So I think if I had to say anything, I would say that it's going to be a person to person basis. You know, what, what are you going to do? What do you, what do you think is best for your health? Um, That's the only way to go with it. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I I can't really give a a good Mm -hmm. answer about that because I'm still on the fence. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I have not taken it. My husband has taken it. Okay. Um, and he's had both of his doses. Um, and he and and maybe if I was still a police officer, like I don't know, maybe my thoughts may be different because mm-hmm. that is why he took it because of just the job and the things right. that he comes in contact with on a daily basis. And uh he decided that he was going to take it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And so I'm still on the fence too. I haven't, and I know people like my mother-in-law, she got her first dose, um, actually last week. Yeah. Last Mm -hmm. week. Um, and then a very good friend of mine, she got her first dose last week too. And so, um, yeah, I'm on the fence too. And Mm -hmm. I just really have been, and I don't know, like, I'm, I'm like you, I got like mixed bags about it and I don't know. And so, I'm just waiting for now. And yeah. Yeah. For me, I think we'll, the, the big thing was, I didn't want to be the first one to take it. Like, <laughs> most, like, no, I'm not gonna be the first one. And because they have tears, maybe that's why I haven't thought about it that much because they have tears. And right. I'm like, I'm in tier five anyway. So yeah, exactly. I got time. <laughs> y'all go ahead. Y'all let me know how it works out. You got an extra ear growing? No. Okay. Your toes ain't fall off. Okay. We good. Okay. A few more months. A few more people. Oh my By the time it gets to me, I think I'll be, You'll be, I'll right. be in a better space. <laughs> that yes. is true. Oh, I know. I remember my question now. That's what it was. It, I wanted to talk too about the whole, you know, there's always the issue about, um, the, the thing about, you know, taking med- medicine and praying, oh, you know, God will heal. And that's what it was. Thank you, God. It came mm-hmm. back. I knew it would come back. And so a lot of people, um, you know, that can probably afford the medicine, you know, let's just negate the people who can't mm-hmm. even afford it. That's a whole nother story. But the people who can afford it and say, you know, oh, well, I'm gonna wait for God to heal me. And I don't need to take this medicine and, and mm, talking to myself a little bit, probably on that, not to heal me, but I'll, I'll explain in a minute. But um, yeah, so what do you think about that? Like people who, you know, and, and it's with mental health too, you know, people mm. who don't who refuse to go to therapy, and you know, we just gonna pray about it. And we, you know, and you know, that this person or yourself that you need therapy, you know? And so just kind of takes on that. I wanted Mm -hmm. to just touch on that too. So some people may not agree with me, which is okay. Um, But right. God made these people have these gifts of being able to create these medications. They made these people that have these gifts to be able to help you through spoken word and therapy and and therapeutic options and, and psychiatry, all those kind of things. So I don't, for, I don't, for me, I don't see a problem with medication and, and religion in that perspective, because all these things were created by him. And if they can help you, why not? I understand there may be some concerns about side effects, all that kind of stuff, or, you know, other extrapolist things around medication, but they are there for the purposes of helping you and making your life better. 
and they have been created by people who God created himself. So mm. That's what yeah. I say. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and to get back to what I was saying about talking to myself a little bit, I, I mean, those who know like this year and I've been saying it as I've been doing this challenge and I actually have another challenge that I created myself from the challenge that I was in. Um, I am doing my best to get off of blood pressure medicine because mm -hmm. I, I'm on blood pressure medicine due to mm, being a police officer and so, no, some other things. I mean, it's just, you know, it's all through my family as well. And, but I'm going to be this, uh, general, generational curse breaker on this blood pressure. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I did. I stopped taking my medicine, not because I was like, God's going to heal me. That's not what it, it was because, um, I was on this journey of like, like you just said about the cake. Hello, stop mm -hmm. eating the cake and, and, and stop doing these things right. that's creating your high blood pressure. Now you're away from the police department. You can't say it's your job anymore, even though being an entrepreneur is just as probably stressful, probably. <laughs> if, if not more. However, it's about choices, you know, mm -hmm. and so. And it's funny because I just went to the doctor and she's like, oh, okay. So who, who, who made you the guy that said you could come off of your medicine? So her and I came to an agreement, but that's like, I really want to get off of this medicine because of other reasons, because it is something that I can control. Right. And because I'm not even on a high dose of blood pressure, med like it would be different if I was on a very high dose um, dosage of blood pressure medicine and like that I really needed it. And then yes, but the one that I'm on is very low. And so if you, if I just stopped doing certain things, hello, Georgia, and put down the cake and, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. not necessarily cake, but just watching what I'm eating, the salt and like all of those things. Then for me, I'm just talking about for me, for the preventive things, then yes, I think that I shouldn't have to take the medicine. However, for the things that we need a therapy for mental health, for like all of these things that we need, these professionals, mm -hmm. like you said, that God created and right. the medicine that he created, then why not partake right. in that? If it's going to give you a healthier life, a longer life, all of those things. And now if I can't get off the medicine and she say, well, guess what? You're going to have to stay on it. Then I know that I will have to stay on it. Right. So but I just like to touch on that because, and especially in, you know, the, the, the Afro-American community, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's some fear there. I know there's some trepidation there. Yes. You know, um, yes. But no, I totally agree with you. Like if there's something that's in your control, do your best to, to make that change in your life instead of taking mm -hmm. medication. Cause I think we live in this microwave society where we want stuff to be fixed really quickly. A pill will fix it really quickly. Right. But diet and stuff takes longer. If we're talking about hypertension. Mm -hmm. It's longer. And sometimes you take the easier route rather Oof. than doing the work on yourself. So if, if it's something that you can't control, yeah, definitely medicate, definitely <laughs> work on you, not the medication. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I get frustrated with is that you end up on this one medication and then there's a side effect. So they give you another medication for the side effect. <laughs> and eventually, like, you know, then your blood pressure goes up more and then you're on another medication for blood pressure. Yeah, and the, yeah. the stacking on of things is really another thing that frustrates me. So, again, yeah. if you stop it at the preventative level, that's going to be best. Exactly. Well said. And I concur. And, and that's where I am. And I'm like, if I can do something about it, then do something about it. Mm -hmm. So. 
Cool. So I always, always ask all of my guests this next question, and Uh-oh. we're we're uh, we're almost to the end. So you made it through, and it's good, and you still smiling. Yeah, so, but you haven't asked this question yet. It's <laughs> It's an easy question. Okay, it's an easy question. I just want to know what does prayer mean to you? Like prayer in terms of how you do it, or prayer in terms of what it does for me? What whatever comes okay. to your mind. I told you I'm <laughs> prayer to me. You can answer both ways if you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prayer to me is my quiet one-on-one time with God. And it looks different every day. And so let me tell you, like going back to the perfectionist, the perfectionist, right? The the paper perfect. I used to think that if I didn't get on my knees and put my hands together and bend over and pray that I was doing it wrong. Like that's how, (laughs) that's how deep the paper perfect perfectionism went in me. So, but now it just looks different. It's whatever moment that I take, whether it's in the shower and I'm having a conversation, whether it's in my car, I'm having a conversation whether it's at night in the morning when I'm making my coffee, it's just my moment of reflection, my moment of gratitude, my moment of just trying to tap into where am I supposed to be going on this journey, God? You know, where, what, what is all this about? It's really trying to get that clarity and being able to hear the direction Mm. for my life. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's That's what she said. (laughs) You, you couldn't pray unless you was on in the girl. <laughs> Let me tell you. And then I'm like, okay, well, you have to pray at night because you can't pray in the morning. It only happens at night. Who said that? Like, wow. I don't know. I was, yeah. I know. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I met this Erica. I mean, I would have enjoyed the last Erica, but I'm glad I met this Erica. Lord have mercy. We all. <laughs> She was cool. She was fun. She was. I know she was, but she was hiding. She was hiding a lot of stuff, man. This no, but it's powerful, Erica, because I mean, I know you know you work with people, women every day, and and I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's about being free, like freeing yourself from these expectations, and mm-hmm. it's so you know it. It just. I just want people to do that. Like, and mm-hmm. I pray that this will help someone to like really truly free themselves from the unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves and then the unrealistic expectations that the world put on mm-hmm. us. And and that world includes our family sometimes. Like, you know, the people who gave birth to us and the people who love us and the people who we deal the most with and so it's all about just finding who you are Mm -hmm. and loving who you are and not being ashamed to um to step into that you know and know that you know it's gonna be okay because what you say what people what people when it matters what people think but it just don't matter (laughs) the opinions of others matter but not to me (laughs) not to me (laughs) (laughs) yes yes like and that's yeah it's 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 for me it was a hard journey so I don't want anybody to get like frustrated falling back into this trap of perfectionism or whatever you want to call it um it's a journey and it takes time Mm -hmm. there's still days today where I'm like 
about to post on Instagram, and I'm like, what? Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe and I just push send and and be done with it. Um, mm-hmm. but I still have those moments that creep up every now and then. You know, the little gremlins in your head, and I just have to tell a little gizmo in my head to shut up, <laughs> and I move forward. So being able to do it, even when you don't want to do it, right? Being able to just mm-hmm. be consistent, being able to be consistent in pushing through, being able to be consistent in being bold, being able to be consistent in just showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm laughing because I literally, <clears throat> like I said this morning, that was my word alert. And I literally had that happen to me yesterday. Like, and yesterday was, you know, I started off like hyped up, praising work. Like it was a good day. Like I was in mm-hmm. good things. And then last night when I was going to bed and I had said something and I was like, Ooh, should I have said that? There you go. Thinking about, it. and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and so this morning I got waking up to the word alert and like, we gotta be alert. Cause those things still creep back up. Like mm-hmm. you said to you, to me. And it's like, But did you do it with a pure heart? Like, was it coming from a place of love and what you shared? Did it, you know, what was it for? And so Mm -hmm. we always got to do that, that deep work, you know, we always got to and get out of our own heads and be like, you're making this up. That is fine. What you, what you did, what you said, because you really did come from a place of love and what does it matter what other people think as long as you were true and you didn't hurt anybody now it's mm-hmm. different you know we're, we're talking about not hurting people and things like that so yeah it's just just go with it just live yeah. and just be gone and dress up and just yes <laughs> get your jessica rabbit on get it on yes okay <laughs> let me ask you this before we and i i, I always do some bible trivia oh goodness okay but I before- can't hear you, Georgette. You have a, a bad connection. Lord, okay. Lord, today, tell me what was your first? What was your favorite um dress up uh, uh character? Let's do. Let me do that. I'm gonna ease you into the, the Bible trivia. <laughs> it's not hard. You are gonna get it. And if you don't, I tell everybody it's for learning purposes. Guess what? That's part of breaking out of that. Ooh, oh, yes. that's breaking out of that paper perfect. Because <sighs> guess what? We don't we don't know everything. And listen, we don't, I don't claim to everybody don't know their Bible. And if I, if they do, I want to meet them. <laughs> I don't know nobody. But anyway, what was your favorite um dress up? My favorite, uh, Shuri. Shuri from uh, Black Panther. And I say that because I didn't do the movie version. I did the comic book version of Shuri. Yeah. Mm. So that was my favorite. I think it was my favorite because my husband and I both built it, like made it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was my favorite. It was just fun. It was fun when you got there and like the the whole like Wakanda tribe and everything was there and like the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had to take a picture with my brother. Yeah, all right, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so question, Hmm. but (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I know it's audio, I make crazy faces, so she's like, I wish y'all could crack it up in my face. Oh, my goodness! Oh, Lord, have mercy. I 
I might have to take this iPod and just go and make it a visual instead of the audio, just so I can, so y'all can see folks' face when they um oh, when I say Bible trivia, everybody be like what? <laughs> All right, I promise you, it's not um, it's not, it's not, it's yes, and it's true or false. So you got fifty fifty, you got fifty percent chance already because it's true or false. Okay. You don't even, you know. So, did God create the world in seven days? True or false? I thought it was true. (laughs) I'm asking you the question. Did God create the world? Can I call a friend? No, I can't call a friend. No. (laughs) You want to phone a friend? Who's going to be your phone a friend? I'm calling you. You're (laughs) going to. That's your final answer? It final is. answer. Uh-huh. True, true. Uh-huh. Final answer. Uh-huh. Ah, no, okay. it's you were cl- no, it's false. Listen, this it says God created the world and on the seventh day he did what? Oh, he rested. That was a trick question. I know. <laughs> I don't, I don't but, like this game. But guess what? What? I'm what never gonna forget that. Now. And see, and that's guess what? That's the other reason why I do it because if you don't know nothing else in this Bible, that question that I ask y'all when y'all come up on here, oh, you'll gosh. never forget it. So I got to drop a little bit of it, and it also it helps me to remember things too. Listen, the Bible is a lot in there. What? It's a lot. It's a lot. Is that the only question? So, that that's the it? only question. I just I thought you had a series of questions. Wait. Yeah. So now I got a zero percent. You know I'm trying to answer questions. <laughs> oh my goodness! You sound like my other interview when I interviewed my girlfriend Vivian. She was like, "It's only one question." Wait, right. man, you didn't talk about Bible trivia. You want to go get me one question? Right. I'm like, yes, one question. Okay. No, because then you'll be on overload and you'll be trying to remember all those. I want you to remember that one answer because now you know that God know it was it was in six days and on the seventh day he rested. rested. And that's a guess what? And is a reminder for you to rest. And a reminder for myself yes. to rest. Because in these entrepreneur streets, girl. Yes. That's a whole nother topic that we can come back and talk on. Yes. I just did a post on that about resting last week because again it's like people look at it as a waste of time you know like i could be doing Mm -hmm. so much more time with this hour on sunday why am i sitting here doing nothing i I tell people that (laughs) we should be like bread right because bread when you're making bread if you make bread you know the ingredients go in there and everything but you have to let your bread rest Mm, come on here now with the word your bread has to rest because if you don't, when you let your bread rest, it comes out more tender. It comes out better. Just the end product mm. is better because it's rested. And you are just like that. You have to rest. In order to be your best, you have to rest. In order to give your best, you have to rest. Rest is part of being productive. Rest is part of being efficient. Thank you for that. That was for me. Because this morning, <laughs> actually, no, I, 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 um, I do power sessions with my, with my ladies on Mondays and Fridays. Mm. And, uh, after I finished this morning, like I was tired, Erica, I was, and it's very rare for me. Cause like, I just keep going, 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 going. And 
I did. Like I usually after that, I usually work out and like like get into my routine. And today I didn't. Like I just mm-hmm. and my husband took off today and I just went and sat with him, you know what I mean? And just sat down and winded up falling back to sleep because like I was tired. Right. I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting a lot better because I used to be like, oh my God, I should have been doing, you know, because I'm on I'm on such a sketch of what I do. Uh-huh. And so the old me would have been like, oh my God, like you said, you just wasted that. Like, why did you do? But no, like it's important that mm-hmm. we have to rest. And I love what you said. In order to be at your best, you need to rest. Yeah. So thank you, my sister, for that. Like That's I really do. That was that was that was a word. See, that yes. was a word for me. That's be like bread. You. Be yes, bread. be brave. Uh, yes, make us some bread. Be brave. Okay, yes. Uh, that's another t-shirt. Be brave. Like people gonna be like, what? What does that mean? Be bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then just put it. I'm not even gonna put the word bread. I'm just gonna put B and then put some bread, like a loaf bread. of bread. <laughs> It's a conversation piece. That'd be like, what? What does what? that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? So, but I thank you, my sister. This has been a blast. I love it. I love it. I love it. Please, anything, final words that you want to give, make sure you please give people your handles, how they can reach you because there's some people who need you. There's some women mm. who need you. There's some people that need your services and what you do. And if I can be any assistance in that, then please. So final words and then what your handles and your information. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. It has been a blast. I can't believe it's been an hour already. Oh my gosh. I know, well, right? quickly. Um, so I love doing shows with other women. It just always inspires me to see other women doing amazing things as well. Um, if I could leave any last parting words for the audience, if there are any women out there who have this dream or goal that's in their heart and they are just terrified of taking that step towards it, I just want to empower you and encourage you to just do one thing. Mm. Oftentimes we get so caught up in this big vision of where we want to be and it just seems overwhelming. And you think that you don't have time in your day to even work towards it. Just do one thing. Set aside 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day just to do one thing towards that goal that you have. Because once you start moving, you're going to continue moving. Mm. So just make those steps, those baby steps, those tiny actions towards that dream that you have. And don't stop until you get there. So that is the word that I would leave for women. And um, to your other question, if anybody is interested in following me, like I said, I work with high achieving women to essentially help them write their own prescription for productivity and prosperity in their business and life. So you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Erica by design. Um, My website is also Dr. Erica by design as well. And you can find me on Clubhouse, Erica Brown, or my website, DrEricaByDesign.com. You on Clubhouse? I am on Clubhouse. I just got on there. We are oh, we gonna talk offline? Okay, let me Ooh. end this up because I was fighting it and I just got on. I, I, yeah, we have a love hate relationship with Clubhouse right now. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that offline. We gonna talk about yes, that yes, offline. Yes, yes, yes. 
right, y'all. Well, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Erica Brown by design. She is a fantabulous person to know, a fantabulous person to follow. Her smile always, always <laughs> ignites my day. Her laughter, like everything. I just follow her. I love her posts. Like just even just follow her on Instagram and contact, connect with her. Like she's awesome. Yes. She does some amazing posts. So I thank you for that because it, it, it gives me, um, you know, it, it ignites me and it, it gives me hope and, and all of those things. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And know that, yeah, that it does thank what you're you. doing. So just keep it up. But all right, y'all, I thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of praying and preaking with your girl, Georgette, AKA the preaker. And y'all know what I always say. Deuces. <laughs> and I will I see it. you guys on the next episode. Take care and God bless. Bye everyone. It's your girl Georgette aka The Preaker and stay tuned for some outtakes. Deuces! <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had to hit record because see, the people need to hear this stuff in the background as we prepare it and, and these, these good outtakes, the stuff that y'all don't hear. So now I am. And why is this thing so short? Can you hear me? I'm just checking. My, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I so can. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, let's, let's go back to the, to the three pieces of cake yesterday. But, but <laughs> why, why, why? <laughs> cause we got, this is good. Cause this is going to lead into some, uh, some of our discussion today. But why, why, why you had to hide the cake? Like, I mean, the three, why you had to hide the third piece? Why do we do stuff like that when we, cause why, why we do that? Why we do that? Why you hide the third piece from your husband? You ain't want him to know you was eating three no, pieces okay. of cake. So what had happened was, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spit out my coffee. Y'all know whenever somebody say what had happened was, okay, sorry. She almost made me spit my coffee all over my, my my laptop, Ooh. my microphone and everything. But go ahead. Go ahead, Erica. Let me so, go ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, we're both like, we need to lose some weight. We need to lose some weight. We got this COVID pounds that came on on top of the other pounds we already had. But we got three cakes, right? Which makes no sense. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, babe, you got to stop eating so much sugar. We have to stop eating so much sugar. You, you know, you have to stop eating so much sugar. So he already had like three pieces himself. And so I was like, well, if I have a third piece. That just looks really bad. So I can't let him know I had a third piece of cake. So I'm at the box, like trying to lift the lid up all quiet and opening drawers real, real quiet. And yeah, got a napkin and put the cake on it and was very quiet. And he came back downstairs. He was like, you had cake, didn't you? <laughs> you got like, yes, and my stomach hurts so bad when you want <laughs> Yes. You got caught. I did. I did. Wow. See, that's good.